Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I help hopeful adoptive families create, edit, and share their adoption profiles with expectant families so that you can match faster. I do this by giving you step-by-step resources to help you all along your adoption journey. So let's dive right in. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I've worked in marketing for some of the largest brands in the world for well over 20 years, and I have a bachelor's and master's in journalism and a deep passion for connecting expectant families and hopeful adoptive families. I've spent well over a thousand hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand why they pick certain families over another. I've taken that experience and my passion for adoption to help hopeful adoptive families tell their stories through the creation and sharing of their adoption profiles. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click the little three dots in the top right-hand corner if you're listening to this on Apple and click follow the show. That's going to allow you to be notified each week when I release new episodes. Okay, so on today's episode, we are really focused on what I call phase three of the self-matching adoption journey. So let me break that sentence down a little bit, just in case you're new around these parts. So self-matching adoption means that you are matching without an adoption agency. And you are doing the legwork, if you will, of finding expectant families to match with. Some people might call it simply adopting without an agency. Some people call it private independent adoption or independent adoption. I like the term self-matching your adoption. I think it makes it a little bit more intuitive on actually what is happening. And the overall adoption process itself remains relatively the same if you're working with an agency, consultant, or attorney, or if you're self-matching it on your own. There are about 12 steps in the overall process, but that's way too overwhelming to put into one YouTube video or podcast at one time. So I've broken each of the steps into phases. You guys, if you've been around me for a second, you know my brain thinks very systematically, very categorically. um, And then we break down things from there. And so today we're focused on phase three. If you wanted to watch phase one or phase two of this overall process, you can definitely click into the show notes where you're listening or watching this video. And there'll be links to the other episodes there for you to be able to go back and reference. Okay, so really, let's talk about phase three overall. Okay, now that we've kind of gotten all the introduction and level setting out of the way. So when it comes to phase three, there are three particular steps in phase three. First, you're going to match with an expectant mother. Second, you're going to verify the match opportunity. And third, you're going to form a relationship and wait for the birth of the child. I'm going to break each one of these down individually for us to talk about, but I think it's important for you to understand the framework of where we're headed. Okay. And if you are looking to not have to take notes all the way throughout this, I have a resource for you um, that we'll talk about in a minute that's totally free that you can grab just to help you. So you can take this on and really listen and engage here with us and then uh, have that free resource to go back to later. Okay. All right. So let's talk about first step within phase three of um, really connecting with an expectant mother. And that's around matching. 
I have tons of other resources again for you when it comes to matching, but I'm going to talk about three big buckets within this first step. So this first step is how do you find an expectant mother? That's one of the questions I get all the time in our community over on um, the Facebook group, My Adoption Coach, and people are really curious around how you find expectant mothers to match with. Um, and I use the term expectant mother intentionally because again, they're expecting the child. And nine times out of 10, what my clients are um, really finding that they're having conversations with in this phase is the expectant mother. And later on down the road, sometimes the expectant father gets into the picture as well. So when you're looking to match with an expectant mother, typically those places where you're going to find the opportunity to have those conversations when you're self-matching is through social media. Things like Facebook pages, Facebook groups, sometimes Instagram as well, though not quite as prevalent. I have more of my clients that actually self-match through Facebook and Facebook groups in particular. And again, you might be wondering, what do I post? How do I attract people? Like, what do I do? Go watch all of the other videos, my friend. I have, again, in that free guide that I was telling you about, I have several other resources for you to help there. But the general basis of what you're doing there is sharing your life. And you're sharing your life through a profile that is specific to social media that you are using in those Facebook groups and on your Facebook page. And you're trying to make a connection. And you're trying to make a connection more specifically because of the vision that you share for this child's life. You're not simply trying to make a connection with anybody. I have a firm belief that there is the right match out there for everyone. And what makes you the right match is that you share the same vision for this child's life. And you really uh, have a deep bond that really forms around that. So when you're trying to match again with expectant parents, you really need to first focus on where are you sharing your profile Two, how are you creating your profile? How are you really treating it as a profile? And third, really, how are you sharing the vision of your life and the life that this child would have inside your family so that you can make that connection? And that is really at the highest level without all of the individual details and step by step, um, you know, within that particular step. That's the really the highest level version of how you connect with an expectant uh, parent. Okay, so now we're going to move on to step two within phase three, which is verifying the match. Now, this may seem a little strange. Like, what do you mean verifying the match? This is really the process by which you go through to determine whether or not this is a scam. Scams are the number one um, reason why a lot of people, helpful adoptive families, choose not to self-match. Scams, unfortunately, are a big part of the self-matching journey. And I hate that it is that way, but there are resources to help you. I have a framework. I have other videos that teach you how to go through the process of really spotting those red flags. But there are also adoption agencies out there and um, consultants out there that will actually help you ensure that this is a verified match opportunity to kind of help you remove from the situation and remove a little bit of the emotion for you in those situations. But what a verified match opportunity means that this person is indeed expecting a child is pregnant with a child and that has been confirmed through medical records. Now, 
a verified matched opportunity does not confirm that they are ultimately going to place this child. That is the inherent risk that hopeful adoptive families assume throughout the adoption process is that until the revocation period, the period in which the expectant family can still change their mind on placement and not place a child, until that period is ended, there is no way for you to be sure that expectant families are going to place. It is still ultimately their right to choose to parent in any point along this journey. So when we talk about a verified match opportunity, we're specifically talking from a medical perspective that there is indeed a expectant mother with pregnant with a child that, you know, is considering adoption. Now, whether or not she adopts, again, that is um, something to consider later on in the overall process. So when it comes to really determining whether or not you feel like this is a verified match. I've got a few tips of things for you to think about and look, you know, and um, really process through as you're having those conversations. The first, is there a genuine connection there? That is really your goal because ultimately through adoption, you're expanding your family, right? Not only are you going to be parenting this child, but this child has biological parents that will be in your life to some degree, whatever degree is appropriate based upon your individual situation, what you you know want, what the expectant parents want, what you agree to. But at that very first step, you're looking for that genuine connection because that genuine connection is really what forms the basis of everything forward from there on in the adoption journey. And without that genuine connection, there can be, you know, mistrust, hurt feelings, all of those things. Not that there can't be even when you have a genuine connection, but that is a much higher likelihood that that's going to occur. So the second thing you want to look for, again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again, is that you each share the vision uh, or share a vision for this child's life. It is incredibly important that you guys are congruent on that. Now, are you congruent on every little detail? No, because ultimately you are the parent that is going to raise this child. But at a 50,000 foot view, if you will, or a macro view, you should have the same vision for this child's life. And that is what is ultimately going to help you make sure that you're really a good fit for each other and make sure that that is a verified uh, opportunity. And then third, I talked about it a little bit in the opening here is just verifying that she is pregnant, right? Verifying that there is indeed a child um, for, you know, adoption potentially. Again, you know, she has the right to change her mind at any time in this, but verifying that there is the opportunity for adoption there. And but most importantly, doing that through medical records. So this is working with um, maybe, you know, a third party that's helping you vet the opportunity or with an attorney that is getting a copy of the medical records from her doctor's office and confirming, yes, indeed, this is this person. And yes, indeed, they are pregnant. It is really important that the medical records transfer happens strictly from the doctor's office to your third party and that you get verification of that. From there, we're not looking at a sonogram picture that someone texts you that says that they are pregnant. Actually, that's incredibly easy to scam. Simply, all someone has to do is Google a photo and have the most basic photo editing skills to make it look like that's their sonogram. So that's not a position you want to be in. 
Okay. So before we move forward talking about the last step in phase three, I would love to learn just a little bit more about your adoption journey. Are you self-matching your adoption? If not, why not? If so, where are you in that adoption journey? And you can share this with me however you most feel comfortable, friend. You can drop me a comment below the YouTube video. You can send me a message inside the Facebook group. You can send me a direct message on Facebook itself. Either any of those three. I just want you to know that there is support for you out there in your adoption journey. I know that a lot of us walk the journey alone and it doesn't have to be that way, friend. So I want to know a little bit more about your journey. And most importantly, I want to know how I can help support you in your journey. Okay. All right. So before we dive into phase three, the last step, I do want to take just a minute to talk about the resource that I have for you that helps you all the way throughout your self-matching journey. So what I've done is I've created a free download that you can get over at myadoptioncoach.com slash self-match help, self-match help. And there you can sign up to get this free download sent to you. And what I do is I walk you through each phase of the self-matching journey. And I also have included things like the red flag checklist and other things of that nature that'll really help you. And again, if you're very first starting out and you're not even sure if self-matching is allowed in your state, I have included a map there, the simple color coding that helps you understand whether or not self-matching is allowed in your state. We'll always caveat everything by saying I'm not an adoption attorney. Please consult your adoption attorney for actual legal advice. I'm just simply providing for you my own interpretation of what I read in the law. Okay, so if you need that download, head on over to myadoptioncoach.com backslash self match help and get that emailed to you really quickly. It will come to you very quickly and it'll walk you through day by day exactly what happens in the self match journey. And it's incredibly valuable um, if I do say so myself. Okay, so as we move back into the last step of phase three, let's take a second to just renew review the overall steps within phase three. So the steps within phase three is you're going to match with an expectant mother. The second, you're going to verify the match opportunity. And third, you're going to form a relationship and wait for birth. Now, I will say that this forming a relationship phase or step within phase three can be very nerve wracking. A lot of my clients, when they actually match with an expected mom and they verify that it's a match opportunity and they're waiting for, you know, the birth of the child and they're forming that relationship in this stage, they say that they are incredibly nervous and nervous excitement is often the way it comes out and bubbles over um, to me and there are private coaching work together, but it is often of, I'm so nervous. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm so nervous. I'm going to come off as judgmental. I'm so nervous. Basically, she's going to change her mind. And what I always coach my clients around is being grounded and centered into who you are, the vision you have for this child's life, and creating a genuine connection back with the expectant parent. And what's really important to keep in mind and just kind of my basic tips here is she's just as nervous as you are. I know that may sound a little strange to you because you may be thinking, why in the world would she be nervous? She can go choose from tons of other families, but she may really have her heart set 
on the vision that you both share for this child's life. Or she may think, gosh, I don't want to go through the, you know, the, the point of picking another family because that's incredibly tough for an expectant mother. So it's really important to remember in your interactions that she's just as nervous as you are. The next thing that's really important to remember is that you are forming a relationship here that you intend to keep forever. And so you want to be really mindful and choiceful on the words you're using, the way you're interacting, and just kind of the tone and the pace that you're setting for an entire relationship. And it is totally normal that when you're first getting to know someone, you are going to feel giddy. You're going to feel so excited and still a little nervous, probably with a little self-doubt mixed in in there in the background. But you're going to want to text them all the time. You're going to want to ask a million questions. You're going to want to know every little single thing about them. But what's important to remember is, one, you each have your own lives. Two, once the baby comes, you don't want to have had this pattern of connecting, you know, 10 or 12 times a day. And then when the baby comes and you are now having to care for the child that you can't connect as frequently. And the rule of thumb that I always try to, you know, instill in my clients in this moment when we find ourselves in this part is to really put yourself in their shoes and to think about the short term and the long term. So today, yes, I want to ask you a million questions. If I'm the hopeful adoptive parent, if I'm the expectant parent, does asking you the million questions feel like an interrogation? The next is like just being transparent about that and say, you know what? I am so excited to get to know you more. I want to ask you a million questions, but I don't want it to feel like I'm interrogating you. I don't want it to feel invasive. I don't want you to be scared or nervous to talk to me. Um, the other thing is you just want to be yourself, right? You want to see it from her perspective while being yourself. So if your nature is like, hey, I'm a super curious individual, that's something that would be authentic to me that I would say and that I did say is like, hey, I want to know all the things about you because I'm just so curious. I want to know more about you so that I can share it with my child, with our child. I want to, you know, know about you growing up. I want to know about your life, you know, all of these things. And so in my own particular instance, I was really upfront and honest and was like, listen, I am a storyteller by nature and I want to be able to tell your story to our child. And the way I can understand or be able to tell your story is to really get to know you, really get to understand you. But I don't want my knowledge seeking or my thirst for understanding and knowing you to be something that makes you uncomfortable. I don't want it to feel like an interrogation. I just want to know all the things about you because I love and respect you so much. And so we had an open and honest dialogue. And um, my expectant mom, my now my child's birth mother, was open with me and was like, okay, today I'm not up for questions today. Like I need a break. And I was like, okay, great. And 
I was so incredibly grateful and thankful that she would say like, Hey, it's a busy day. I'm not up for it today. I just like, great. Have a great day. You know, talk to you later. And then I would wait for her to initiate contact next. Um, even though that was hard for me because I wanted to know all the things I wanted to do all of the things, but I also knew that once the child came to my life, I wouldn't have as much free time for all of the, you know, constant getting to know you parts. The last piece that I would leave you with as it relates to just, you know, kind of forming that relationship is to really be mindful of listening and truly listening. And this is hard for us. This is so hard for a lot of people to listen without trying to fix, to listen without comparing, to listen with just true intention to listen and to be there. And I know us hopeful adoptive families want to make the journey for our expectant families so much easier. And we seek out resources and counseling and services, all things to help surround our expectant family to really give them the support that they deserve on their adoption journey, because it's an adoption journey for them as well. But it's important when we're engaging that we're listening without trying to fix. Um, I recently have come across a new Brene Brown book. It's called Atlas of the Heart. And she actually has a special on um, HBO, I think, or HBO Max is uh, the app that I watched it on. And she talks about how listening is a skill. And she goes through in the final episode of the, the series, she goes through this role playing exercise where someone comes up and they talk about being vulnerable in a work situation. And she role plays where someone shares what happened and shares their genuine nervousness. And then she goes through different responses. And then she talks with the person and says, how did that make you feel? And so what I would urge you to do is as you go through this process of forming this relationship to really take a moment to think about the response that you're giving and how could it be seen and and make the other person feel when you respond that way. And I would urge you deeply to listen without trying to fix. I'll make sure and link um, probably over on the blog to that particular uh, book because I do find it particularly phenomenal for hopeful adoptive families as they're going through this process. I think there are a lot of parallels and lessons that you can draw back to the self-matching process that will be incredibly helpful. Okay. So I know we talked a lot there within that one, you know, particular step within that phase, um, within the overall phase three of the adoption journey. But I really want you to feel supported, my friend. And I hope that you're finding this video incredibly valuable. And if you are, do make sure and head on over to myadoptioncoach.com slash self-match help so that you can get um, an email from me with all the steps broken out. And then you'll actually get a series of emails over five or six days where I'll walk you through the process. And it'll have videos that you'll watch and you know, little workbook things that you can fill out to help you through the journey. I know that's going to be incredibly helpful for you. But if you're ready to like skip all the way to like self-matching 100 and go all the way forward into your journey and really want me to walk you through each individual sub-step and give you kind of all the pointers that I've had from clients that have self-matched as well as my own journey, you need to check out the ultimate guide to self-matching your adoption. 
That is my course for you that is specifically designed in an on-demand video format in a private course setting where you get a vid- you get access to videos and PDF downloads and workbooks and Excel documents and all of the resources and things that you really need to go through each individual little step of the adoption journey. And as always, friend, I hope you hear me say you are worthy of support in your adoption journey get the support you need. I'm here with you every step of the way, every day, my friend. I'll see you soon.